Welcome to Ew That's Creepy podcast. Today, Jackie will be telling Melissa about her favorite celebrity conspiracy theory. This theory surrounds the fatal car collision of Princess Diana, and if it was truly an accident. Do you think it was simply an unfortunate tragedy or a sinister planned out murder? Now let's get creepy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Ooh, that's creepy. We are here today with another conspiracy theory episode. And today I am telling Melissa some conspiracy theories about the death of Princess Diana. Are these legit? Because obviously mine last week were pretty, well, last episode were pretty unfounded. They're plausible. You know? Okay. We'll say that. They're plausible. Yeah, I do know that there are some really plausible theories about the royal family, you know, as there is with most governments and authoritative figures. There are always going to be theories that could very well be true because of rumors and things like that, but I've also heard some crazy, crazy ones that I don't believe are true that I won't say yet in case they're on here. Yeah, these ones aren't too crazy, so we'll just get right into it. Um, I mean, if you don't know, I'm not going to get into who Princess Diana was. We all know she is part of the royal family. She's Princess Diana. She's iconic. But (laughs) I feel like if you're listening to this episode, you know who Princess Diana is. I agree. I agree. But Princess Diana was sadly killed in a car accident on August 31st, 1997, She was in the car with her boyfriend, partner, whatever you want to call him. His name was Dottie Al-Fayed. They were driving together in a Mercedes driven by Henry Paul. He was the deputy head of security at the Ritz Hotel in Paris. And there was one other person in the car, a security guard, you know, just another staff type person. And... Sadly, security type person was the only one who survived. Diana, Dottie, and Henry Paul, the driver, were all killed. Oh my god. He crashed into a pillar in an underpass in Paris. That's very sad. Yeah, it was tragic. Obviously, shook the nation. Shook the world. I'm not even going to say the nation. Like, it shook everywhere. Yeah, Princess Diana was loved across the world. Across the world. Like, she was just a philanthropist, an icon. She was everything. So, obviously, her death was shocking, shocking, very tragic. Everybody was, the whole world was upset. Sadly, that occurred. And obviously, just because it was Princess Diana, rumors swirled really from the jump. But a 2008 inquest found that the deaths the deaths were the result of gross negligence by the driver who was driving under the influence of alcohol and it was said that the paparazzi were basically chasing the car trying to take photographs and they thought you know that he was just speeding under the underpass and had crashed the car but the general belief of the conspiracy theories 
There are a good amount, and most of them just stem from the core belief that the royal family was ashamed of the public nature of the divorce between Princess Diana and Prince Charles, and they conspired against Princess Diana to just ultimately kill her. So a good amount of people do believe that Princess Philip and Prince Charles were somehow involved. <laughs> did you say Princess Philip? Oh my god, yeah, I did. <laughs> Princess Philip. My bad. <laughs> Most people who, like, get down with these theories think that Prince Philip and Prince Charles <laughs> were somehow involved. And a lot of these also kind of just stem from the belief that they didn't want Diana to be with Dottie, who was Egyptian. When they say it had something to do with it, do they mean that they think that the royal family paid the driver to do this? We'll go into it. No. Not the driver. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, basically... He died, too. But we'll just go into... There are many different things. But Dottie... So, Princess Diana's boyfriend, Dottie, his dad was very, very upset by his son's death obviously. He made many allegations that the secret services acted on advice or like acted on behalf of Prince Philip and had arranged for the murder to occur. And he believed that they did this because Princess Diana was pregnant and that her and Donnie were going to get engaged and were going to announce their engagement in the near future. So, he made a lot of public allegations, which is probably why this, her death was, like, so stemmed by conspiracy theories. Uh, Mohammed El-Fayed, he said during a lot of TV interviews that Diana and his son had told him that Diana was pregnant and that they were going to announce their engagement. He also said that he believed that the Secret Services had bugged telephones and found out that Diana was murdered. I don't really know how he found that out, but he claimed a lot of stuff on TV and he did also claim a lot of stuff to the police. And one of the big things that he said was that Princess Diana's body had been embalmed to stop the pathologist from revealing that she was pregnant. I was going to, I was just going to ask that. Hmm. So... That was, like, a big thing that he said and focused on. But don't they still do an autopsy over there? Well, medical professionals said that they it wouldn't have been routine to conduct a pregnancy test just because her death was due to natural causes, and it was the result of such a, like, sudden and violent impact, you know, the car crash. They carried out an external examination of her body, and it was consistent with injuries that would be from a car crash. So they didn't have any suspicious circumstances. So the body was released for embalming. Like that was just kind of the natural procedure. They said it wouldn't have been natural for her to get a pregnancy test. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like why would you do a full autopsy if the person clearly died via a car accident? Yeah. And Numerous friends of Princess Diana said that she hadn't mentioned getting engaged or being pregnant 
A journalist had said that he had spoke to Princess Diana on the telephone um, in early August of the month that she was killed. And he asked if she had any plans of getting married in the near future. And she had said, like, no, definitely not in the near future or anything. And another close friend of Diana's said that Donnie had been talking about buying Diana a ring and Diana wasn't very happy about it and said that she, like, wouldn't wear it as an engagement ring. So people were just, like, not really buying into that. He might have been telling his dad that he wants to get engaged, but that doesn't mean that she wanted to get engaged. Yeah, that's a good point. And in January of 2004, the former coroner for the Queen's household did a post-mortem examination of Princess Diana's body, and he personally examined her womb and all that stuff and found that she was not pregnant. Uh, Yikes. They also did another scientific test that was carried out from pre-transfusion blood found in the footwell of the seat in the wrecked car that they assumed belonged to Princess Diana. And the blood didn't have the hormone that is associated with pregnancy. So they basically did as many tests after her death to confirm that she was not pregnant. Gotcha. And even though it was very personal, friends did report that she had a normal period and was using contraception. So they were just like, no. Okay. She was not pregnant. And that's the thing I don't understand is like, no matter what the reason was, I don't understand how people think that that type of car accident could have been staged. That I'm would be like, you. oh shit. Okay, I'll just stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I was just going to say. Just one thing people thought was pretty suspicious was that people who had... There weren't a lot of people who like straight up saw the accident because it was in an underpass. Which, I mean, when you think about that in general, think of that what you will. But That is true. Something people thought was that the Secret Service had killed Princess Diana by shining a bright light into the eyes of the driver, which made him crash. There were people at the scene who had reported seeing a bright light, like, from the underpass area. Ooh. And two soldiers from the Special Forces Regiment were prosecuted for possession of firearms, I think around the time of 2011-ish, and they had made allegations that the government had basically, like, told them to kill Princess Diana, or that they had, like, known about her death, and they had said that that was what had happened, was that somebody had flashed a bright light into the driver's eyes, and he crashed when he went into the underpass. What? I have never heard of this before. But the so the soldiers who said this, they were convicted of illegally possessing firearms. So it's this hasn't necessarily ever been concretely discounted. It's just that people who investigated the car crash said that it was apparent that the loss of control of the car happened a distance before the underpass. So the loss of control had already started before the location where the car was wrecked and they just thought that any bright light or flashes weren't the like contributing factors to the loss of control. 
Did they say why they thought he lost control? Because he had been drinking? Basically. I think maybe drinking and driving too quickly. But that's still... I mean, I just don't... I still think that maybe a bright light could... Yeah. I don't know. Wow, this is more controversial than I thought it would be. Yeah, but there were just some people who did say that they thought a bright light they had seen it before the time of the crash and some people at the time had thought it was camera flashes from the paparazzi who people were saying was following her but then looking back like from what those soldiers were saying who knows huh another thing that people thought was weird was that princess diana was not wearing her seatbelt in the accident and Dottie was not either, and the only person who was wearing their seatbelt was actually the sole survivor of the crash, and her sister said that Diana was religious and putting on her seatbelt. Other people said they didn't really agree. They maybe had seen her a couple times without a seatbelt or what have you. Right. But CNN did an analysis of the crash in early September 1997, and they concluded that the injuries that she had would have been minor if they had been wearing seatbelts. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wear your seatbelt, people. Yeah, and They did find, in 2005, there was, like, another analysis done on the wreckage of the car, and they actually found that all of the seatbelts were in working condition, except for the one that was in Diana's seat. (gasps) What? But they said that it is possible that the damage to the seatbelt took place after the crash. It is. They don't know if that was, like... Before or after the crash that the seatbelt was damaged. But, I mean, that's still kind of weird. So, they... When they say damaged, they say meaning, like, unusable. I believe so, yeah. Because they said the other ones were in working condition. Oh, so that is kind of weird. They explicitly... The British inquest explicitly stated that the lack of seatbelts had caused or contributed to the deaths of both Diana and Dottie. That's really sad thinking, you know, of accidents where people aren't wearing their seatbelts, just getting thrown around a car like that. Oh, so sad. And this next part is pretty sad, too. And I think this is actually a really... This part is pretty um, surprising. And I think it is a part of the story that not a lot of people know. So, the first call to emergency services was about 12.26 a.m., and the ambulance with Princess Diana didn't arrive to the hospital till 2.06. Wait, what? Over an hour and a half after the call. Why did it take so long? There were actually a lot of different things that slowed it, like, slowed it up. The time that the emergency services took to arrive there... The time it took to get Princess Diana out of the car and then the journey from the crash to the hospital. So, just a little timeline of what happened. Emergency officials arrived at the scene at around 12.30, so pretty quickly. They got there. And then a specialist, like a ICU treatment specialist, arrived around 12.40 But Princess Diana wasn't removed from the car until 1 a.m. around then, and it was then she went into cardiac arrest, but she was able to be resuscitated and her heart started beating again 
she was put in the ambulance at 1.18. So that's like 45 minutes later. And just remember that for a second when I said that she wasn't removed from the car until 1 a.m. Okay. And that is something I think people, like, fail to realize. I think a lot of people think that this car accident, she was killed immediately. She wasn't. Like, she was alive for a bit after the accident. And the ambulance left the crash scene at 1.41 and arrived in the hospital at 2.06, so 26 minutes later. The doctor ordered that because of the drop in blood pressure, that the ambulance had to go slow because he was concerned about her blood pressure and how that would be affected from the car going fast and then slow. Like, I'm sorry, I've just never heard that. I've never heard of an ambulance. In a life-saving situation being told to slow down. I don't know. And another thing that a lot of people focused on was that uh, the ambulance did pass a hotel on the way to the hotel that Diana was transferred to. The doctor in the ambulance said that he knew the doctor at the hotel Diana was taken to would be, like, equipped for her injuries, and that the hospital that they had passed was not equipped to deal with the extent of her injuries. But I just... Part of me just thinks, like, I'm sorry, it is Princess Diana here. You could have called at 12.30 and said, go to the nearest hospital. Like, I don't know if they didn't have the actual equipment... Or if it was just the doctors the first hospital didn't have. But that definitely played a role in it being slower. And it's like, I'm not saying that what this doctor is saying is untrue. It very well could be. But I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Why is this doctor making these life-saving decisions for her? I mean, that is kind of his job. But I do agree with you. We're on the same hand we're taking so long to take her somewhere. If you know you can't drive the ambulance that fast, I do agree with you. Why would you not call the hospital and be like, you need to get here and get the equipment? I don't know. Maybe it's harder than we think, but I do agree. It does seem a little strange. Yeah. All these circumstances together when it's Princess Diana is a little like, hmm. Yeah. And so during an inquest in 2007, it was basically concluded that it took an hour and six minutes from the time that Diana was actually removed from the car until she got to the hospital. Damn. There was one witness who was a lawyer who I don't think he came out with what he saw for a while because he said he basically didn't witness the crash but witnessed what happened afterwards. He said he didn't come forward sooner out of respect of Princess Diana's children because he had children too and he basically didn't want to muddy the waters with her death but he remembered that it had been like 15 or 20 minutes after the crash and there were no paramedics on the scene and he remembered thinking what is going on he said that a police officer told people to get away just like back away This lawyer said he walked around the car and he remembered saying, open the door. That one door can be opened. It looked like it could be pulled right open. And that was Princess Diana's door. And he says that, like, he thought it really could be opened. But he figured out later they used, like, basically the jaws of life to open the door and get Princess Diana out. And this, like, lawyer witness basically just thinks that's very odd. 
Yeah. And he remembered no one was opening the door to try to help her. That's what he was saying, and he was confused by that, that first of all, it was taking people a lot of time to get there, and he didn't hear sirens or anything. Like, it wasn't a big deal to everyone else. Right, and he's looking at it, and he's probably thinking, I'm about to just open the door and save Princess Diana in a second. He didn't even know that's who it was. He said he didn't even know that's who it was, and that's so sad when you think about she was alive for um, at least a half an hour after the car crash, so somebody could have opened the door and tried to help her, at least. And it is sad, too, because, like, I don't... her comfort knowing that they were there trying to help her. I don't know the protocol, and maybe very well you do need the jaws of life for the certain, like, what-if circumstances, but it's just, it's just crazy. If it was this late at night, why did it take so long for people to get there? It's just strange. Yeah, it's early, it's past midnight, and it's just, it is pretty crazy thinking it took over an hour for her to get to the hospital, and she was alive right after the accident, so. And the, according to the lawyer, 15 minutes after the crash, and no one was even making their way there. And the officers were already saying not to basically do anything to help the people, just, that seems a little suspicious, but. Yeah. That's if we believe this lawyer's account. Yeah, but it's suspicious no matter what, in my opinion, how long it took for her to get there, but... I agree with you on that. Another thing people point out is that there aren't any CCTV images showing the actual... The car's journey from the hotel to the crash, even though there were 14 CCTV cameras in the underpass way, none of them recorded the footage of the fatal collision. What the hell? Police point out that the fact that these CCTV cameras are pointed towards buildings and stuff, they're not just for the street, like, they're mostly for businesses. So, they say some of them didn't have, some of these businesses didn't have night staff duty and just wouldn't have made recordings that night. It's just like, then why (laughs) have them? But it's not sitting right with me. Yeah, and one last little thing that people point out just about the whole scenario. It's like there's not... this whole The whole conspiracy theory is based upon the fact that the royal family did it. And then there's just all these little weird things that go into that theory of why people think her death was suspicious. Right. And then kind of like, well, who else would do it other than the royal family? Yeah. Analysis of the wrecked Mercedes revealed that it had actually collided with a white Fiat Uno, which had left white marks on the paint of the Mercedes. I don't think it was a full-on accident, but it had contact with some white Fiat car. And the French police made extensive attempts to try to figure out who had owned the vehicle. And Donnie's father alleged again throughout the years this time in July of 2015, that the Uno was driven by a M16 social security type person, and it was used to cause the Mercedes to swerve in the underpass and crash. So they're saying like a secret service person drove into... I swear you said social security. Oh my God, what is up with me? No, but that's okay. So they allege (laughs) secret service. Social security. My God. (laughs) Yeah, she's not paying her social security. But no. He's alleging that a secret service member drove the car underneath and caused them to crash. 
So very similar to the Secret Service and the the light theory, people are alleging that under different circumstances, the crash could have been caused by Secret Service or somehow officials. Yes, and Dottie's father alleged that it was owned by a French photojournalist named Jean-Paul James Adanson, and he was a security services agent. According to Dottie's father, I'm not sure if that was actually confirmed, but he had photographed Princess Diana a couple times throughout the years. It's like, at the same time, that very well, that 100% could have been his car. Maybe at some point he was just trying to photograph her, though, and the cars got into some sort of small collision. Well, they did investigate this guy, and they found that his, he did have a white Fiat Uno, but it was an on roadworthy condition like it wouldn't have been safe to drive it was older and it hadn't been maintained for a couple years so they just concluded that it would be extremely unlike unlikely for that to be the car that was driven uh. but they did say that sadly a danson passed away in may 2000 of suicide so a couple years after diana's death his body was found in a black burnt out bmw in the woods in southern France. That's very sad. Why, if it was a suicide, would he be in a burnt-out van? You know, I don't know. And something that people did think was strange was that they couldn't find his car keys. They never found his car keys. And that there was a break-in at his former workplace in June. So, afterwards... But they had said that this was not related. They had thought later on this wasn't related. So they ruled it as a suicide, but his body was in a burnt-out van. And one report I found actually said that his head was detached from his body. What the hell? But maybe that's just because it had been, like, the angle it was leaned at for so long, and maybe it had been a while that he had been found. I don't know. This is all weird. The French pathologist concluded that it was caused by the intense heat of the fire because it was also it just that it does it seems suspicious like i really don't know but it's concluded that it was a suicide this guy's death i don't know if the suspicion of his suicide made dotty's father more strong in his allegation but they do say at least that the white fiat probably wasn't the one that hit princess diana's car This story is just so, you know, that's the thing about the story that is crazy is because on one hand, all of these things could just be circumstantial. You know, it could just be it was a suicide that had very strange circumstances after the car doesn't seem to be related. It could be that there were it took a long time for the ambulance and things like that. But it's just the fact that all of these things happened together for this one person of power who could have been controversial. I do agree with you. It's just very strange. Yeah, and there was one more person that they thought could have been the driver of the Fiat. It was a 22-year-old taxi driver. And at the time of the crash, his his dad actually said that late he remembered that his son had spray-painted his car red hours after the crash and had just been acting very odd. But the French ruled out his involvement somehow because they said that he was at work, but it was later uncovered that he left work early that night and he could have been near the scene of the crash. And people did recall seeing a man matching this person's description exit the tunnel after the crash. Mm. 
So even on that account, though, it seems like it would be pretty suspicious that you would spray spray paint your car red if you didn't have anything to do with the crash. Maybe he was involved with the crash and he ran and it had nothing to do with the Secret Service plot. Maybe that guy was somehow driving incorrectly and involved in the crash and ran and then found out it was Princess Diana and was like, shit, and I'm not going down for this. That's for sure. But that's basically um, all I have on that. It is just crazy, though. There's a lot of just really weird, kind of suspicious things that lead up to Princess Diana's death. Very unsettling. And I will mention really, really quick, this isn't the first suspicious death in the royal family. So Prince George was the Duke of Kent, and he passed away in a plane crash in 1942 in a flight from England to Iceland. He was only 39 years old. And a lot of the documentation from around that crash has disappeared, which a lot of people think is strange. Um, It was a plane crash that killed... There was only one survivor, and there was reported to be 16 people on board, I believe. And there was one survivor who, like, barely survived. But Prince George... He had been reported to live kind of a scandalous lifestyle. People said that he was bisexual and was into drugs and partying, kind of. And even after he had married, he was kind of having affairs with men and women still. So people alleged that the royal family basically had him killed through this airplane crash because of his scandalous lifestyle. And it is interesting, like, all the information on that crash has kind of disappeared. If not by time, then who knows. But I'm not going to go fully into detail on that. That's just if you want to check it out. It's not like Princess Diana's the first royal family member to die in somewhat suspicious circumstances. Yeah, it just adds into kind of what we were saying, how where if one of these events, you just took it out of the story, it wouldn't be suspicious. But the fact that it's all these different things put together with Princess Diana is just like... Damn. And the the craziest thing about this is you know 100% this would never be confirmed because even if it was a setup, no one would ever admit to this or anything like that. The only thing I could see that would ever be confirmed would be if somehow that guy who spray painted his car, it was a genuine accident. But I don't think he would ever come forward and confirm that. So it's crazy because like it very well could have just been an accident, but it does seem weird. It is just, like, a lot of weird kind of coincidences along with it. It's suspicious. Shit. Let us know what you guys think about that. Good one, Jackie. Thank you. Yeah, let us know if you guys think it's suspicious and just coincidental or if it's something a little more organized. Yeah, let us know if you think that, you know, the royal family is paying people to do this or... I honestly am not sure what the outcome would be or, like, the circumstances, but I personally think it's all strange. I'm pretty 50-50. I think it could go one way or another, but let us know if you guys think that or if you were like, no, definitely an accident, or if you're like, um, suspicious. Yeah, also let us know if you guys want stickers. We still have two stickers for $5. If you want to see what they look like, follow us on Instagram and let us know. Just DM us if you want them. 
We can get that set up for you. Yep. And let us know if you guys like hearing conspiracy theories. We can definitely do more. If you like ridiculous ones, if you want serious ones, if you want government conspiracy theories, just let us know. Let us know and we will do our best to cover the stories that you guys want to hear. Whoop. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.